0: and made possible through the death of our Lord Jesus Christ and the coming again of the Holy Spirit to instill in our hearts the faith. And we pray that you will give us uh, thy blessings this night. May the, those outside of Christ come in tonight and those that are sick be healed. Those that are downcast be lifted up. Those that are low in spirit be made new and fresh again granted, Father. Now may the Holy Spirit come, take the things of God, the Word, and place it into every heart just as they have need. We do not know what the need is tonight, thou does, and we ask thee with faith believing that you'll supply all that we have need of, for we commit it to thee in the name of thy Son, the Lord Jesus. Amen. may be seated. May our heavenly Father bless each one richly, he's yours. <laughs> the coming the closing of the meeting, we have a few nights left. Don't let me forget to pray for those before, before the the anxious. Uh, not right now. I mean, just as the.
1: Will you kindly announce your meeting? where yes. you the nights don't get too dark,
0: the don't fall too hard i go to prayer for you at any time to do what I can. God bless these men that let us have this school auditorium. May this school stand as a memorial because of its generosity and its uh, kindness towards the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, opening their doors. I met the engineer and several of the men here and a fine bunch of men. I appreciate them. God bless them. And now, be in prayer. tonight. the closing night of the service. And pray for me, won't you? As I go out into the field, we realize that this may be the last meeting time for many of us. May never meet like this again. All of us, this very crowd that's here, may never meet in this way again this side of heaven. That's right. A lot of old people here. And don't know just you're going to be getting back. Accidents, and you know what takes place. I may never be able to come back, or you may never be able to come back. But I, uh, my last testimony to you, if there isn't, if this so happens that way, Jesus Christ is truly the Son of God, Amen. raised from the dead. And what I speak of about Him, I believe with all my heart. And I love you with undying and the warmest of Christian love. God be with you. Now, our little pastor over here, her Brother Joseph, he <laughs> well, I don't have to express that, you know what I think about him. And to the rest of you dear brethren, the pastors, and and laity of other churches, sitting down in this pit here tonight, and I guess this is an orchestra pit, and um, it looks like the recording artist's pit. <laughs> There's certainly many of them, and um, I see, some that I believe that I know, I know these brethren in the corner, my friends, Leo and Jean, and Brother Amit, and Brother Beeler down here, and the other missionary brother, I believe, from Palestine. Now, I'm not sure, is that the sister that was healed of the alcoholic? It was, God bless you, sister. I sure appreciate you with all my heart. And the little lady that was healed, an alcoholic, at serving the Lord Jesus. And I'm so grateful for her and for her uh, kindness, to the gospel. God bless each and every one. Now, yes, and brother here, there's a little fellow sitting down here. I think him and his wife drive from Hammond, Indiana, every Sunday to my tabernacle, about 280 miles to get to be in the meeting when they're there. Brings the whole load with him. I don't even know the brother's name, but he's a fine fellow, <laughs> and yeah, God knows him. If I'm not mistaken, the little lady sitting right here with the red sweater on or something, I believe she was healed once in one of my meetings. I'm not positive, but I. I think she was healed with a tumor one time or something. Who's that? Where is he at? <laughs> well I bless your heart, Brother John, I didn't see him. You. You're sitting back to his side from so I me and Brother Joseph come and says, Yes, or have you been doing the meeting? <sighs>
2: yeah.
0: God bless you, brother.
2: Yes, I was speaking.
0: God's peace rests with you, my dear brother. This dear old brother here. Give me your close attention now for the reading of the word? In the book of Jude, we find these verses at the third verse of the book of Jude. Beloved, I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of his word. Now I believe that this book was written in AD sixty six. And It was thirty-three years then, after Pentecost, and Jude, speaking to the church then, was exhorting them that they should earnestly contend for the faith. That was once delivered to the saints. Could you ever think that that the great Holy Spirit Church that had been inaugurated and immersed into Christ by the Holy Spirit could be so tangled up in such a short time that the prophet here was telling him to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Now, we won't take much time. I've got to watch here because we've got a big service coming on. Pray for as many people tonight as I possibly can get through the line. And I ask to stand by in faith, prayer. Now, the, uh, the prophet here says to earnestly contend for the faith, not a faith, but the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Now, many people say, well, I would go down to that meeting, but it's against my faith. There's only one faith, one faith, one hope, one Lord, one baptism— you believe it? One faith, and that faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And now, some people say, well, I'm a Methodist, that's against my faith. I'm a Catholic, and that's against my faith. There's only one faith. Might be different denominations of churches to represent that faith, but there's only one faith. Now, Jude said that we, speaking here, primarily, of course, to the the church in that day but we should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints now it could not apply to the old testament it had to be to the new testament because the old testament was a law and this side is grace and and it said the law and prophets Luke sixteen sixteen, law and prophets were until John. Since then, the kingdom of heaven's been preached. So it had to be this side. Had to be this side for sanctification. Called saints. The church is referred to as saints. After the word saint means the sanctified one. In other words, we must contend for the faith that was once delivered to the sanctified one. Sanctification means to be called out, set apart, cleansed, see, cleansed and set apart for service. Now, the faith that was once delivered unto those people, that is the faith that we're supposed to contend. You know what contend means? Is to debate or to hold to, contend for, earnestly contend for that faith. Now, if I said... Methodist brethren, do you have it? Yep, we got that faith. And Baptist brethren? Yep. The Catholic says, yep. The Pentecostal says, yep. Everyone would say, yes, my church is contending for that faith. Well, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> I'd be very happy to know that that's true.
3: Now, the only way was well, to say, what
0: makes you different one from another then? Well then, we believe it that it was this the way. Now let's just go back in the early part of the scriptures, the early ministry, and in the days of the saints, and see what kind of a faith that they had, and then let's contend for what they had. That's the only way to be sure, is that right? Now the first one to introduce the faith that the Bible wants us to contend for was the Lord Jesus Christ himself. John was a forerunner to speak of it coming, but Christ was it. Christ himself. He was the one who brought the faith because Christ on earth was God's representation to the peoples on the New Deal. Notice, God sent Christ as the days of the law, made a woman under the law, that he might redeem those who were under the law. Christ was made of human flesh, being God himself, Emmanuel, invested, God in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. And when he was here on earth, he did not follow his own thoughts, his own will, but he sacrificed his own will and his own thoughts to follow the mind and the will of his Father. I come not to do my will, but the will of him that sent me. You see it? Yeah. Now, Christ come to do the will of the Father. Then if we can see what Christ did and what kind of a faith that he uh, gave to the people or preached to the people, then that should be the faith that we contend for. Now, when Christ was here on earth, we wonder, he was born just an ordinary boy, baby, born in a manger, he didn't come to the world with a great lot of of to do, he just was a humble parent, born in a a manger, raised up, went and was brought up with his people, and at the age of thirty years old, he went out into the wilderness and there met John and was baptized of John in the Jordan. Obeying or fulfilling, when John saw him coming, he said, I have need to be baptized of thee. And why comest thou unto me? He said, Suffer it to be so. But thus it behooveth us to fulfill all righteousness. And then he was baptized of John, went straightway out of water, and lo, the heavens was open unto him. And John bare record, seeing the Spirit of God like a dove, Descending from heaven and lighting up on him. John said, Father, I knew him not, but he that said to me in the wilderness to go baptize, set upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on, he's the one that will baptize with the Holy Ghost and thy. John had a sign that that was the Messiah. When he seen coming, he knew that it was the Messiah. Now he was not dressed any different from any other man. Jesus is just an ordinary man. The Bible said there was no beauty we should desire. He wasn't so uh, such a great seven foot man. There's no beauty we should desire. I suppose he had not much of this world's education, for we have no record of him ever going to school. No record in the scriptures or history that he ever went to school, but he had an education, of course. But where he got it, we don't know. And now we have a Paul, Paul's record of where he went to school and others, but we have no record where Jesus went to school. You're just an ordinary man, talk ordinary language, the language like could use at the street where everybody, the common people would hear, and... So then there was nothing outstanding about his looks and so forth that you could make him what he was. What he was was not by outward appearance, for he was a man outward, but inward he was God. Yes. Emmanuel, Father God was in him, reconciling the world to himself. So then he brought the Christian
2: faith.
0: Now... Yes we we'll notice noticing what made him different. As a speaker, I guess he wasn't so forceful as get out in the street and like we do and scream because the Bible said his voice was not heard in the street. And a bruise reading a smoking flax and so forth, as the prophet said he would be. So he was just something about his talk that caught the heart of people though. He didn't have to be so forceful about it in an outward demonstration but there was something down in his talk that fascinated the hearts of people. I've often liked to hear great ministers to speak, and I love to hear them. But I've often wondered how I would have felt standing there that day when Jesus stretched forth his arms and said, Come unto me, all yet labored heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Oh, I'd love to have heard that. I'd like to hear heard him when he was sitting on the rock, perhaps on the On the mount there where he gave the sermon on the mount and listened to it, he said, Blessed are the pure in heart, they shall see God. Blessed are you, and man shall persecute you and make all manner of fun of you, falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Oh, I love to hear him preach that. But as the Boston said, I probably could never hear that. But I do have the hopes of hearing this. Well done, my good and faithful servant. If I can only hear that, that's all. That will satisfy me right. Notice, when he was here on earth, Peter said in Acts the second chapter, after he had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he said, you men of Israel, this Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you. By what? By his theology? No. By his great standing in the church? No. By his degree? No. By his excellently his speech? No. Ye men of Israel, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by signs and wonders that God did by him in the midst of you all, which you all are a witness My, that was right straight from the shoulder, wasn't it? That you, by wicked hands, have crucified the Prince of Life. But God raised him up again. Amen. I like that. That you've crucified him, but it's not possible that he should be a holder of death. So death had to turn him loose, and he has raised from the dead. And we are his witnesses. Amen. That's why these things are done, for instance, the important man at the gate healed. Said, by faith in the name of Jesus Christ this man's made whole. See? The Prince of Life, who you crucify. Said, God vindicated him. He didn't have no... He wasn't a great princely looking man. He wasn't none of these things that the world looked at. But God was with him. Because he proved that he was with him before all of you by signs and wonders which he did in the midst of you all. That's what the apostles thought about the Christian faith. What did the great ecclesiastical rims, the Pharisees and Sadducees, the great Sanhedrin courts, mounting around two million people, they sent a representative over one night, Nicodemus. He came by night. Some of you laugh at him becoming by night. He finally arrived. Did you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you done as much as Nicodemus? He finally got there. He got to Jesus. All right, and when he comes, look at him now, a scholar, a scholar coming to a man who had no diploma. It was an aristocrat coming to a pauper for knowledge. It was a man of great degrees coming to a man that had no degrees. It was an old sage and teacher coming to a young fellow to learn about everlasting life. You see the difference? Now, he came along through the alleys at nighttime, making his way up the cause of his church and so forth, but Nicodemus, listen at him, he voiced for the church, the Sanhedrin court, for the temple, for the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Sanhedrins and so forth. He said, we know, Rabbi, or Master, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. We, who's we? We, Jews, we of the, uh, the courts, we of the synagogues, who's persecuting, making fun of you, and laughing at you. But we know that your teacher comes from God. Why? Because it's your eloquent man, great speech, a melodious voice? No. How do you know then? We know if our teacher come from God, for no man can do the things that you do, the miracles that you do, except God be with him. They knew that that was him. But for prejudice, selfishness, not ready to have self-denial, to renounce your own surroundings and accepting, yet they recognized that it was of God. This city, reading newspapers, coming into the meeting, is without excuse. They know a God's down here moving and performing miracles. The people who laugh at divine healing laugh at the church of the living God and saying that they're narrow-minded, they're without excuse. They know down in their hearts that that's the truth.
2: That's right.
0: <laughs> they're just afraid to admit it. Afraid to lose some of their social prestige? I'd rather lose all my social prestige and gain heaven, wouldn't you? Frankly, I had no social prestige to lose, but Christ taking me in, and now I'm I'm a child. Look what he was for. He, in his riches, became poor, that in his poverty we might become rich. In his immortality, he became flesh that he might take our sickness, that in his sickness we might have hell. In all of my sins, he became, he was sinless and taken my sins that I might be sinless. He became me that I might become him in heaven. He stands as mine and your representative. Then God don't look to us, He looks to our representative. Oh, isn't that more Christ standing in our stead, representing us before the Father. You ever a court trial? The representative. He stands as our attorney, standing to plead who knows to do any better than He does when He's the very Son of the Father. Standing in the presence of God to plead we sinners' case, if we'll confess. Being rich, yet must become poor, that through his poverty we might be made rich. Rich in what? Money? No. Rich in heavenly blessings, spiritual things. We who were once poor now become rich through his poverty. Notice in stripped himself, humiliated himself, come down, the great divine one from above, You in humiliation, come down and brought himself down, humbled himself in a body of flesh to walk among man, hear the cursing and swearing of man, feel the pains of sickness and of death upon himself, that through all that, not because he had to, but because love drove him to it. Yeah. That he's done all of that and was sick and had troubles. You say, was he sick? Certainly. Didn't he make his own thing, himself, his own, his own statement, and said, won't they say to me, physician, heal yourself? Sure. He bore our sicknesses, our grief, our sins, our sorrows. See what he was? Now, that's who... The apostles talked about that who Nicodemus talked about. Let's see what he was, what kind of representative he meant of the Christian faith. When he was here upon the earth, he'd taken no name upon himself. The Bible said that he didn't. He made of himself no reputation. Many times I've thought this. The man that made the false plate for teeth made a reputation in him. But the man who made the real teeth made of himself no reputation. The man that made an artificial egg made a reputation for himself, but the man who made the real egg made of himself no reputation. See? He just stripped himself and come down to save you and me. To heal you and me. The great physician, the God of heaven, the immortal one, clothed himself in flesh in order to anchor sickness in his own body to take our sickness away. It just never be known. Word can't express what that really is, what God did for us in Christ Jesus. Yes, when he was here on earth, he didn't brag about himself. He come knowing nothing but what the Father's will was to do. He was offered great things. Even Satan told him, I'll give you every kingdom of the world and make you master over them if you'll fall down and worship me. He said, Get thee hit, Satan. It's written that thou shalt worship the Lord God and him only, shall you, sir? Yes.
2: Yes.
0: Certainly. He could add all the kingdoms of the world. He'll have them anyhow. He falls heir to him. He's heir of all things. And we are heir with him in John in the kingdom. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. That's his sermon. What he gave us is promises. That was him. Now, I notice he, as he's here on earth, we see some of his work. Let's see what he meant in Christian faith now. Here he is here, the stream of all Christianity, the head, the beginning, the origin of the Christian faith was Jesus Christ, God's Son. The beginning of Christian faith, the starting place for all mankind of all ages to look to that starting place and begin from there. He was an example to us. Is that right? Amen. On 13th chapter of St. John, when feet washing was brought along, and he said, what the Peter self-starts, this Peter was, protected, so he stood there, this stiff collared, and he walked up to wash Peter's feet. He said, you're never washing my feet. <laughs> oh, my, we have so many of those today. You're never washing my feet. Jesus looked at him and said, well, if I don't wash you, you got no part with me. Peter said, then, Lord, not my feet only, but my hands and hands. <laughs> kind of unstarched him, didn't he? <laughs> oh, I imagine those kind words looking around at Peter and saying, no, nah, not." Nah. If I if I can't wash you, you've got no part with me. If you can't follow my commandments, if you can't do the will of the Father, Peter, I love you. But you've got to do these things. That's part of the Christian faith. Then after he got to washing the disciples' feet, said, Now you call me Lord and Master, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then your Lord and Master have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's father! Huh? Listen at it. For I have given you an example that you should do to each other as I have done unto you. He was the example of Christianity. He was Christianity. He was our pattern. Don't never try to pattern your life after some preacher, after some priest, after some a great religious man here on earth, but pattern your life after Christ. He is your example. He set an example. He lived an example and presented it to the church. Oh, I hope that soaked so deep. Why is it that people don't want to hear the gospel? See? Notice. Soak down deep. He said he was the example. Now we seen, watch what an example he said. He walked out saying, I have nothing that I can do in myself. And then one came to him, kind of a little indifferent, looked around over the audience, and Jesus standing there, looked around at him, and he said, Thou are the other Israelites in whom there is no guile. When Philip went and found Nathaniel out under that tree tree, he brought him back to come over here. I want to show you who we found, Jesus of Nazareth the son of Joseph. And this self-starched man, he said, Why, could there be any good thing come out of Matthew? He said, Come see. That's the best way to find out. Go that's, find out. He right. said, so Come and see. Well, he come over there, you know. Nice man. Good. Moral man. Honest as the days as long. And he walked up there before Jesus. Standing out there in a crowd and Jesus looking around. I'd imagine when he heard Jesus was saw him pray for some to sick or something, his heart begins to kind of melt down a little. You know, I can hear him almost say over to Philip, say, Philip, that fellow's a little different from the ordinary <laughs> preacher that we see. Oh my, is he different? He said, he's just a little different. I kind of like the way he talks. I can hear Nathaniel say, well, I, I thought you'd change your mind when you seen him. And got to hear him once. You're just passing your opinion back. on heard said he couldn't be anything good coming from Nazareth. About that time, Jesus, turning his lovely head, his great, soft eyes looking over there, said, Behold, an Israelite in whom there is no God. That shook him. said, Me? He said, How do you know me, Reverend or Rabbi? He said, Before Philip called you when you were under the tree, I saw you. <laughs> that is the example of Christianity. That's right. He met a woman at the well sent the disciples away, went into the city to buy some food, some victuals. And while they were away, Jesus, knowing that the woman would come because he said he didn't have to accept the Father, showed him, from Jerusalem, he goes straight out of Jericho, but he went up the way of Samaria. I wonder why. He had need to go by Samaria. I wonder why. Got out there and sat on the well, and the woman come out to draw the water, and he said, Bring me a drink. She said, Well, it's not customary for the Jews to ask the that. Said, but if you knew who you were speaking to, you'd ask me for a drink. Right. And I'd give you waters so that you didn't come here to draw. Why? She said the well is deep and so forth. He said, Go get your husband. Right, straight to the point. Go get your husband. That's what your trouble is. She said, I haven't got any husbands. That's right. You got five. Why she said, I perceive that you're a prophet, sir. She said, I know when Messiah cometh, he can do these things. But who are you? He said, I am he that speaks with you. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. There's the sign of Christianity. There's the faith that they have. Yeah. There's the example. Watch, she run into the city. Jesus come in, never performed any miracles or done any of his signs, he just talked to the people, they said, we believe you. We believe you. Not because the woman said that she knowed the secret of her life, but, but because we heard you talk, we believe you. Yeah. That's the reason we... Watch what happened a little later on to that city. Jesus went on. Notice, that's the kind of a life he lived. He passed through the pool of Bethesda, by the pool, rather, where great multitudes of impotent folk lay, lame, halt, blind, withered. Now, look, do you believe Jesus had compassion? He was full of love.
2: Yeah.
0: But it's just like the people sometimes in love. They forget what kind of love they're talking about. The filial love and the agape love. One, both of them, is love, but one's love above and the other's love here on earth. As I was talking to a reporter today, I said the, the love down here, the human love, would make you shoot a man on the kind of your wife. But the love that comes from above would make you pray for his lost soul. Quite different, see? One of them is the love down here, on this level, human love. And the other is the love that comes from above. And compassion that looks out up on the crowd and says, oh, won't you heal this person? He's sick, he's in such a need. This is a good man, we know him. Heal this little baby. Look, that's human compassion. But real, here it is, real divine compassion is to do the will of Him that sent you to do it. Jesus passed on by all the sick and the afflicted and the crippled. One over there found a man laying on a pallet. Said, Will thou be made whole? Or He said, I can walk when I'm coming down to the pool while somebody's a little better off than I am stepping ahead of me. Jesus said, Now, if Jesus knew that He was laying there and had been sick 38 years, had this disease for 38 years. Why would he heal someone like that? He was doing the will of the Father. And he found him. He said, take up thy bed and go into your house. He rolled his bed up and done what Jesus told him to do. Went walking on. The Jews found him, began to question him. They brought him into a trial. Jesus was brought to the trial. And that's the fifth chapter of St. John in the 19th verse. Jesus, when he was questioned, I wonder what they would question Jesus about. First thing, healing on the Sabbath. Next thing, why don't you heal them down there? Go down there and make all them well, if you can do it. Listen to Jesus' remark back. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself, but what the Father shows me, what I see the Father doing, the Father shows me and then I go do it. In other words, Jesus done nothing in himself until he saw a vision of what the Father said do, then he went and done it. That's Christianity right. doing the will of God. Right. That was his life. That's what Jesus did. Now, what did he say when he went away? We're contending for the faith that was once delivered. It had to come from somewhere if it was delivered to the saints. Is that right? That's right. The faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Who delivered it? He said, a little while, and the world will see me no more. Yet you shall see me. Yes. For I will be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. And the things that I do, shall you also. Even more than this, for I go to my Father. You get it? What was it? The faith that he represented, he delivered to the church to take it to the ends of the world. Amen. Oh, I hope you just really get down under your skin. Look to the fifth rib on the left side. Notice, that was the the faith that Jude was talking about. That kind of a faith, the things that Jesus did, the faith that he had in God, he delivered that same thing to the saints. For he said, the same things that I do, you do also. Hallelujah. I hope it's all right. Notice. The things that I do shall so you also, i deliver this to you. But before you can have it, go up there to the city of Jerusalem and wait a little while. I'm going to send the promise of the Father upon you. I'll be back to see you pretty soon. I'm going up to Calvary. they are going to crucify me, turn in the hands of the Gentiles. Wicked man will crucify me, but I'll raise on the third day. Then I'm coming back again. So tell you in the city of Jerusalem, Luke twenty-four forty-nine. Terry, or wait up at the city of Jerusalem before you go to all the world with this gospel. I want you to go up to the city of Jerusalem and wait there until I come. If he's the one who's going to be in you, it was him that comes in spirit bond. Go up and wait for I'm going to send a promise to the Father. promised promise you. I'm going to stand it up on you that I'll be with you even in you all the way to the end of the world. And I will be in you doing the same things that I did while I was here in this body. I'll be back in my mystical body doing the same things. Sit. For the right. oh, only thing his death was at Calvary was to save a sinner and produce to the church the power or the authority and the faith to do the same things that he did. Right. Or to open up a heart. Make a channel that himself could dwell in hope you see it what we'll see if it did alright when he went away and the Holy Ghost come on the day of Pentecost what immediately a little fellow named Philip all filled with Christ went down to Samaria where Jesus had not done any miracles but told the woman in a divine revelation of what was wrong with her and so forth well uh, and preached and performed miracles and cast out devils and they had great joy in the city. That was a faith that was once delivered to the saints. Amen. Peter, after being filled with the Holy Spirit, was out on a journey one day and went up to the top of the house to wait for dinner. He probably didn't have any breakfast because he was hungry. And while they we were making ready down here by the seaside and Simon's house, the Tanner Simon Peter went up on the house top, which is customary in the Orient leap up on the housetop to eat up on the housetop and everything Peter went up and sat down and was resting a little while and while he was resting he was a representative of the faith we have to hurry now it's already nine In a closing listen he had to represent the faith for Jesus had told him that he would represent it So then when he fell into a trance, wonder what kind of condition he got into. The Bible said he was in a trance. Today they say, there's a spiritualist. He fell into a trance, and in the trance he saw a vision. What was the vision telling him? Exactly the will of God. The same thing that happened to Jesus of Nazareth. He said, now look, Peter." I want you to go up, there's some man coming waiting for you now, and I've showed you this vision of this sheet full of unclean things. And Peter raised up and said, Oh, no, I'll never eat anything wrong. He said, I, I'll never unclean one into my body. Said, I'll eat. He said, Don't you call common and unclean what I've made clean.
2: That's
0: right. So now, Peter, you don't understand the vision, but there's two men waiting for you. Get up and go on with them doubt nothing. Yeah. Oh my, there is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That's the way they acted with it. So Peter got up, perhaps never even eat his dinner. And away he went up, and Cornelius had seen a vision, And he called all these people, the elect, brought them in, set them, probably took the wash bench and everything, pulled out the chairs and set all the people around. And Peter came in and began to testify and tell them how the Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost. And while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on the Gentiles. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. And they all began to speak with tongues and magnify God and glorify God, having the same kind of a meeting like they did on the day of Pentecost. Yeah. Peter said, Can we forbid water Seeing he has received the Holy Ghost like we did at the beginning? So he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And he tarried with them several days. Along this time as of... A very indifferent man, Paul, with a bachelor's degree and a D.D. and a Ph.D., that knows all about old the theology. He said, I'll take that bunch of people and crazy people. That's what he said, heresy. What is the person's heresy? Heresy. Goofy, crazy. But I'll rest every one of them. They don't even know what they're talking about. Paul was down here in the natural room with his Ph.D. See? He didn't know. It. He had an intellectual faith, but he didn't have a divine faith. It's quite a difference in me having an intellectual faith than a divine faith. That's where you, my Baptist friends, fail to go on. You get the intellectual faith by that, but it must be a divine revelation of Jesus Christ to you. That takes sin out of heart. The intellectual faith is not enough. That's alright, but it only brings you to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a personal experience of the birth, the new birth, regeneration, making a new creature in Christ. Notice, Paul jumped on his feet and down to Damascus with some letters from the high priest that I'll rest every one of them heretics. I'll bring them back. Look how the gospel got spread. It didn't sit still like it is today. Brother, when they seen the works of God being performed by those apostles, away they went. They were really on fire, they were doing something probably Philip's up produced the great thing. And where over there, Paul on his road to Damascus from Samaria over to Damascus, God has done called a man and filled him with the Holy Ghost and give him the gift of discernment and his name was Ananias. So Paul on his road down. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That's right. Paul on his road down, chopping along on his big old steed, just a book, pulling out great big old things. I always thought i get out. I, I'll take care of them. I'll stop all that, that noise and them and visions all that prophesying. I'll put a, I'll put her into it. And about that time, the pillar of fire that led the children of Israel never appeared before him but smacked him right in the face and knocked him off his horse. Amen. <laughs> Begin to roll around him, looked after some pride around him, the same pillar of fire. Yes. All right, the stand down stronger than the sun in its middle of its heat. Paul shook his head. He said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? He said, Lord, who is it I'm persecuting? What a difference. God said, now I see what I'm going to do to him. I'm I'm going to make him a vessel. I'll make him serve me. God's got a way of doing things, you know.
1: So he said, now
0: rise, stand up on your feet, and go down to the street called Straight." That's a good place to take a new convert. And they go down to Damascus and street calls straight. Now I can imagine Paul going into somewhere there and said, Lady, oh, my head's hurting my eyes. I can hardly see a flash. And I'm in such an awful fix. Got a little room and rented over there in the hotel and got in there. And all the day he prayed, saying, Lord Jesus, I'll just tear up these old letters that Ananias give me. I don't want to know no more about them. I want to know more about you, Lord. And there was an old preacher down there who saw visions by the name of Ananias. See? The faith that was once delivered to the saints. How'd he get it? <laughs> See? The gospel had been preached! And Ananias saw visions, and he saw a man named Saul laying in a house, rolling and tossing and crying and going on. The Lord said, Ananias, go down there in the street, call straight and lay your hands up on him, that he'd get his sight back again and be healed and receive the Holy Ghost. <laughs> What is it? God appeared in the vision to Ananias. The faith that Jesus brought, the the results that come with it, was produced on the church. He said, go on down now, lay your hands on him, and he'll receive the Holy Ghost and receive his sight. God still reveals to people, go lay your hands on this one, tell this one, speak to this one, go over here to that one. You see it every night. Amen. He said, go down and lay your hands on him. He said, Lord, I've heard about this fellow said, He draws out, threatens, we hear He's got letters from the house, priest, God said Behold, He prayeth. Yeah. When He come out of the vision, I see Him whiten His eyes and getting Himself back normal again, reaching got His Bible as it was, His script, and put it under His arm, and here He goes down the street, looking down the street called Satan, now let's see, I've seen in that vision a house that looked a certain way, where is He goes on past the city park, down the past the courthouse, on down the past the synagogue, walking along, and over here, He said, Oh, that's it. That's the place I saw in a vision. Goes up there, knocks at the door, opens up. and goes in here, they old Saul in there, rolling and tumbling and praying. He walked up to him and said, Brother Saul? <laughs> Amen. Brother Saul? You saw a vision coming down, didn't you? The Lord Jesus appeared to you up there. I hear Saul say, how do you know it? Well, he appeared to me down here and told me all about it. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. He said he met me down there and told me come up there and lay hands on you that you could be healed. And also that you might receive the Holy Ghost. For he showed you. Yeah. Oh my, there you are. And he laid his hands up on him and prayed as he, God asked him to. And uh, Paul's eyes was healed. And he took him out down to the river and baptized him, calling on the name of the Lord, washing away his sins. And Paul was called to the gospel. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Paul standing up there one night, being a prisoner in the going to the galleys of old Rome. I stood the place where they chopped his head off and pitched him out of window into the ditch. Bring your heart up there, Paul, in prison, going out was put on an old ship, going over laden down with wheat, and on his road out there, he told the people, said, "I feel that we should loose from here from Crete." He'd go out there, he said, I'm afraid you're gonna cause some trouble. Yeah, who is this prisoner anyhow? Kick him on the board. And fourteen days and nights in the great hurricane, all hopes of ever being saved was gone. This tossed back and forth, and the compass needle broke, everything, the mast fell, and what a what a condition the old sails was ripped into threads, and every man was screaming and crying, and all hopes that they'd ever be saved was gone. Here was Paul with his chains on his hands and on his feet. One night he went down into the gallery, perhaps up in the bullpen, called back in a little place, he closed the door, secret closet, and began to pray. Perhaps all night long. The next morning, here are some change rattling. Come up the steps, here comes Paul. Then I there shaking his hands. The calluses he changed because of preaching the gospel, contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Them chains on his hands. Look, if he preached it and contend for it, God will reward him with it. There he is with his hands like that. So just a minute, just a minute. Be of a good courage. Every one of you in the old ship tossing back and forth. Be of a good courage for the angel of God whose servant I am. Stood by me like night, might have been a pillar of fire. I don't know what it was. Might have been the same one come to Peter and talk him out of prison. I don't know. But said the angel of God, whose servant I am, stood by me like I said. Don't fear, Paul." Said <laughs> otherwise, gentlemen. I saw a vision last night. The angel of the Lord came to me and told me not to fear, for I must be brought before Caesar. Howbeit, this little ship's going to be wrecked on a certain island. I've got the sand before Caesar, and God has given every one of you to sail with me is give you to me. Yeah. Well, so, brethren, he said, be of a good cheer, for I believe God it'll be just as it was shown unto me. The faith that was once delivered to the saints. What was it? The Spirit of Christ in the apostles. Is that right? Yeah. Quickly, got to close. The Spirit of Christ in the apostles. We've often called the book the Acts of the Apostles. That was wrong. It's the Acts of Christ in the Apostles because they were men. But they had the same faith. Now, the Spirit of Christ in the Apostles was what was doing that. Thirty-three years later, Jude said, continually, contend for that faith. I will give all diligence to write unto you, to exhort you, to stir you up, in other words, that you would earnestly earnestly contend, keep holding out, for the same faith that was delivered to the saints. Does your church believe that? If it does, it's contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Earnestly contend for the faith. Now, does your church believe that Jesus Christ in the form of the Holy Spirit is here today? If we believe the Holy Spirit is here, then the Bible said Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever then the same Holy Spirit was up on the apostles, has got to be the same Holy Spirit that's to here today. Is that right? Amen. What if I told you tonight that the spirit of John Dillinger was in me? Why'd well, be dangerous to be here? You look for me to have two big guns on my side, because the spirit of John Dillinger, an outlaw, was in me. What if I told you the spirit of some great famous artist was in me? You expect me to dip the brush into the paint and paint a picture here of the sunset or the tide rolling out that would fascinate you and hold you spellbound? What if I told you the, the spirit of George Beverly Shea? What if I told you the spirit of Arnold Altberg? It was in me? You'd expect me to sing with the melody that those men sang with? Because their spirit is in me. And if I say that the Spirit of Christ is in me, it's got to produce the life of Jesus Christ. Exactly. And if Christ is here, the hope of glory in us now, he will produce just exactly the same life that he did then. Chicago, my beloved friends, the purchase of the blood of our Lord Jesus, you are. Do you who love me and come to me, listen to me. I love you with undying love. And remember, continually contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints, brought to us by Jesus Christ, handed down from the apostles, down to the St. Francis and so forth, on down, on down. He's the same Lord Jesus yesterday, today, and forever. And I am here tonight to contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints, And God help me to always, until my dying day, to contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. May you receive it, is my prayer in Christ's name. Father, these few broken words that have been spoken now, some 45 minutes long, carried long, longer than I intended to, because of the press and feeling of the message, the word, to get to the people. If they can only receive the word, then they'll have you in their hearts. And when I'm miles away, they'll still have the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Father, the best of my knowledge, I have told the truth, and of all that I know how to say, that that is the truth. It's the faith. And now, Lord Jesus, you who so wonderfully said these words, I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. Won't you come tonight and manifest your resurrection in the power of deity, the power of vision, the power of healing, the power of forgiveness of sins? Manifest yourself to this, we waiting children, hungry-hearted. We want to see the manifestation of, of the faith that was once delivered to the saint. No matter how many times you come, Lord, I still love it. I want to see it again and again. For I love you. I want to be with you forever. And Father, I pray tonight that you'll take this service into thy hands now and come and do something like you did back there. Like you did to those at Emmaus that day, breaking the bread. You've done it different from anybody else. And their eyes were open and they realized you. That you were there, you recognize who you are. Won't you come tonight and do the same thing? Maybe not the same thing, but do something in a manner that we'll know that it's the same Jesus that introduced to the world the faith that the saints have, and still carrying on today. May the unbeliever, the skeptic, be saved tonight. May the sick be healed and the saints rejoice. For we ask it in Jesus' name, thy Son, who promises these things. Amen. I've given the people in the pit here with the switching their recordings. Bless their hearts. They get those, because a lot of the loved ones, they want to find out sometimes what was said to them. Watch it. Now, before I go in to pray for the sick, now, I will say this, my dear brother or sister. It may be this night that not one thing will be told. I can't say. I have no control of it. God controls that. Now, I want you to do this. Now, as believers, if you're skeptic, don't step near if it starts, because you only find yourself in trouble. But remember, you might have a disease, sure enough, so remember, demon powers will be at large if the Holy Spirit comes to make them go. You believe He ordained us to do so? He said these, the worst, the last thing that He said before He left the earth, the last address to the church, go into all the world and right. preach this gospel to every creature. Is that right? It could not just be for the disciples, for He said all the world is every creature. And these signs shall follow in all the world to every creature that believeth. In my name, they'll cast out devils, speak with new tongues, right. take up serpents. If right. they drink a deadly thing, it wouldn't harm them. Right. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. Right. And he was received up into glory. It's the last time his voice has been heard audible on the earth since that time, till he burst the heavens again to return. Right. He said, When I return, will I find faith? <laughs> These signs shall follow them that believe, faith. Come with the letters, brother. Let us pray now for the letters. All right. Come here, lady. Now, I want to ask you, here stands a woman uh, standing here again tonight, I believe it
3: was a few nights ago, the same thing. The lady is a, a colored woman. And... She, from her beginning, her state, she's an Ethiopian, and I'm an Anglo-Saxon, of the white race. The same thing taking place at Samaria, when Jesus met the Samaritan woman. And she said, it's not customary for you to have any dealings with us, because they had a, a racial affair in that day. But Jesus plainly let her know that there was no difference in people. That's right. For man neither worship in this mountain or at Jerusalem, he said. But the man worship God in spirit and truth, and the Father seeketh such to do so. See? Spirit and truth. Now, but this is an example. Here's the woman. I suppose we're strangers to each other. Don't know one another. But God knows both of us. And he knows her as Ethiopian. He knows me as Anglo-Saxon. And we're both of the same blood. God made of one nation, one man, blood, every human being has the same kind of blood. Can give trans. The Chinese, the Japanese, the yellow, the brown, the black, the white, they're all the same blood. Just the color of their skins. So Jesus Christ died for both of us. We stand here tonight, her Christian. I know she's the Christian. Because how do I know that? Just the same way that Jesus knows that Philip was a, a believer. See? He said, "Behold, an Israelite in whom there is no guile, honest and truthful. I never seen her before, so how do I know she's a Christian? Because moving in is a welcome spirit. Oh. <laughs> See, she's a Christian. She believes. Now she's here for some purpose. God knows that I don't. But if He reveals it, then Christianity of eighty thirty three is an operation in nineteen fifty five. Is that right?" then Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever isn't he as with the apostles God bless you now while we pray and I talk to the lady just a few moments now when I'm speaking to you uh, in the prayer line now if you're standing there without sufficient faith if you're there just a little skeptical I don't know but uh, I'll tell you if you are as in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ if you firmly don't believe this to be of God step out of the line because you'll probably get in more trouble than you are where you're standing here, see. Just remember that. Because your prayer card brings you here, see. That gives you a right to come here. But out yonder, that's his selection. It's the people out there without prayer cards. That's what he selects. This is the people that were just called by number. So I won't know who you are and what you're coming here for. But when he shows visions out there, it'll be someone that he wants to know something about. To see here to say something the Lord bless you. Now, lady, as a believer with you in the Lord Jesus and His great love and omnipotence, and I'm just—you say, brother Brown? Why you? I'm just talking to you to see—it's just like tuning an instrument. See, I know that you're a believer. I know that because your spirit feels welcome. But now there's something that you've got on your mind, something that you want done or a favor you want to ask God or something. And now to do that, I don't know. So it's just like tuning an instrument. If you don't understand, you tune it and tighten it, loosen it until it tunes right in. Then you've got your melody, you know, to make your melody the same way. And that's the reason I talk to the people just first. And these here, there's so many out there that's pulling through the balcony and everywhere, just a weakening process constantly, all the time. It's people. They're faith, see? But then if I'd look out there first, I wouldn't know where it was. I know it's all out through the audience, but I don't know who it is if I can get two or three here till I can get in harmony with the divine will of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit, then it'll move to the audience. See what I mean, Christians? No, that's it. But, of course, you have eye trouble. You've got glasses on. And not only for your glasses, but you've got bad eye trouble that's bothering you. Recently, more than ever. That's right. It's your eyes. It's are here wanting prayer for your eyes. Or they seemingly like that they're, they're going out. But you've come to ask me to pray for you that God would spare that. Or I uh, know that to be the truth. And then you... Let me have your hand just a moment. Yes, you've got a disease. Not exactly a disease, but it's a growth, and it's a tumor. And that tumor is on the breast, and it's on your left breast. That's right. Hmm. Now, do you believe it? this is the faith that was once delivered to the saints? Do you believe that's the same spirit that said to the to the woman at the well, You have five husbands? He knows you had your disease much what your trouble was, doesn't he? Now, do you believe? Come here to the minute. Dear God in heaven, praying that your spirit rest upon our sister and may she go and be made well. For your blessings being here, your spirit and uh, your anointing upon your servant, I'll lay hands on her at your command and say to the demon that's tormenting her, leave her in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you, lady. Now, would you come to me? I suppose that we be strangers ourselves to each other. You believe on the Lord Jesus with all your heart? There was a great pull that come from the lady that just passed. The reason of it, she had tumor and you have too. That's what it is. You have a tumor. And that demon that just went out of her was screaming to this one to see. That's true. It's tumor what you want to be prayed for. Now, if I should talk to you a minute, God would reveal other things. But do you believe now if I pray that, that it would uh, take place, that you'd be healed? You do. I tell you, you've got somebody else you want prayed for. or it keeps rolling over your mind. You was wondering, I'm not reading your mind, but you were wondering if I was going to pass that request. Isn't that right? I'm not reading your mind. That's true. It's your daughter. Isn't that right? And she's suffering with a, a mental condition. She isn't here in the building with you tonight, but you want her to be healed, don't you? Now you feel something all over you, don't you? Is that right? If Just wave your hand. That's the angel of the Lord. Do you believe it now, sister? May your faith reach up now. And it be over. Father, I lay my hands upon it in the name of your Son, the Lord Jesus, and ask that this be the cure in Jesus' name for his glory. Amen. God bless you, sister. Now, that ought to convince anybody in here, Jesus Christ raised from the dead. Is that true? Sure it is. All right, bring Oh, how lovely it is to trust the Lord Jesus. Now, you see, really, now what the Holy Spirit would want me to do right now, see, right now, if I follow the perfect divine leadings of the Holy Spirit, it would be a committal right now, see. But may God share grace just a little longer. This is the last night we got so many lined up. May God grant it. But right now, I just feel like something's going... There's a calling over the audience, calling, calling. Oh, I pray God open your eyes tonight, like the servant. I am not a hypocrite. I am your brother. Pray and believe. Have faith in God, you people out there. How do you do, sir? You believe with all your heart that the gospel that I am trying to preach of the Lord Jesus is the truth, sir? You do. You know it is. That's the way to say it. See? For by your words you're condemned. Or by your words you're, you're saved. When you believe on the Lord Jesus, testify of him before man, he'll confess you before the Father and the Holy Angels. We are strangers to each other. I don't know you. You don't know me. We've never met in life. But God knows you since you were born, knows me since I was born. And our eternal destination lays within His hand. If He then will come and let me know what you're here for, or something, if anything, that He desires to say, something that you know I know nothing about, will it make you believe with all your heart? Your trouble's in your chest. That's right. And here's the reason it's in there you're a smoker. You smoke cigarettes, and that's exactly what's to cause your chest being that way. Not only that, but I see you trying to give them up. You're trying to get rid of it. And it seems like the thing's got such a hold on you until you can't. But your hopes is built, that now it'll leave. You won't be deceived. You'll get what you asked for. Now go on your road. You're finished with cigarettes. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, this devil moved from the man. How do you do, lady? Suppose we're strangers to each other also, aren't we? We don't know each other. Jesus knows us both, doesn't he? It was the music of the organ. Jesus comes. That's all right. The tempter's power is broken. Sure enough, that's right. His power is broken. Lady, look this way. You are here for a condition. It's a growth. And it's on your arm, I believe. Is that right? A swelling. It's on your right arm. Right beneath the arm, in the pit of the arm, it's a growth, a swelling condition. Isn't that right? That is true. You believe Jesus makes you well now? God bless you. Go In the name of Jesus, the Son of God, we cast out the evil from our sister. Amen. That sounds very simple, and it is, but the power of God does it. Amen. Come, would you, lady? Suppose that we are strangers one to another the other. We don't know each other. Jesus knows us both, doesn't he? He knows both of us. Of course, you even look a Christian lady to look at you and your spirit is welcome to know that you're a Christian. You haven't had a flower bed of ease either in life. I see a dark streak, a trail just as it moves in the spirit. You're here for me to pray for you for you got a growth too. Sure. And that growth is on the foot. Sure. It's on the left foot. Isn't that right? Sure. It's the truth.
1: Yeah.
3: You got a love on or a friend that you want me to pray for That's too. Right. <laughs> You didn't think I was going to say that, did you? But I, I that's who you was thinking about. And that person has had a stroke. It's had two strokes. That's right. Two strokes. And another thing about the person, it's not a Christian. That's right. Isn't that true? That's right. Now you're healed and you go lay that handkerchief on your person. Thank you. You believe with all your heart? Be reverent. Just a moment, lady. That's all right. Go ahead. Just go ahead. There's a vision moving in the corner. I see some, like hills and waving timbers. And it's, um, I believe I recognize the place. It's a, it's, I believe, Pineville, Kentucky, and there's a you're for your sister at Pineville, Kentucky, who's, you don't have you have a prayer card, lady? You don't have a prayer card? You don't have a prayer card? Okay, that's all right then. Your sister suffers with TB at Pineville, Kentucky. Isn't that the truth? All right, God's granted you your request. God bless you. Your faith has been it. See, friends, you don't have to have prayer card. You have to have faith. That's what operates the gift of God, not a prayer card, your faith. That's what operates God's great, tremendous gifts. Have faith in Him. Don't doubt Him. Believe Him with all your heart. Praise be to God You're standing for somebody too And they're away from here And I said turn around It's way down in the south It's Atlanta, Georgia Is that right? And it's a loved one And it's a a young fellow Young folks And it's a a polio case And I see them either calling Or sending me a message To come pray for the person Isn't that right? Take that handkerchief to them And it'll do the same thing. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, be it so. Amen. God bless you. Have faith. You believe God make you well? What do you tell you if I told you healed you sitting there in a chair? You believe it, Mr. Payne? You believe it? You wonder how I know your name, don't you? You live at four twenty eight South Utica Street over in Illinois, you're at Waukegan, Illinois. Go home, you've got your request. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ, the great Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He that was, which is, and shall come, the root and offspring of David, the morning star, the avenue, the gate, the God's provided Lamb, the Jehovah, Jireh, Manasseh, Jehovah—all the redemption and all the blessings and all the power and all the might lays within Him and in reach of every believer here tonight. Amen. How do you do, lady? You believe me to be His servant with all your heart? You suffer with the condition of the arteries, the hardening of the artery. You believe in Jesus to heal you, and you're packing a handkerchief in your hand to give to me to go on your husband, which has arthritis, and he's in Michigan. Isn't that right? Take it to him. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's say praise the Lord. If you can believe, you believe God heals you of that female trouble? Well, just go on off the platform and say, thank the Lord. Let's say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Have faith in God. That lady sitting right there with the little hat on, colored lady looking towards me, suffering with chest trouble. You believe Jesus healed you? Sitting right over there, lady. If you believe it, well, you can have it. Yes, you would have turned your head and looked the other way there just saying, there it is, was holding your chest, something was wrong. If you believe Jesus Christ healed you, you may have what you asked for. Him. God bless you. All right, go and receive it. i seen another colored lady up here just at the same time. Just a minute. But it was something different. May the Lord Jesus ever who you are out there without a prayer card now start looking this way believing i seen a colored lady doing something but it was a different kind of an examination from what was given to Here she is It's a fallen colon (laughs) a colon condition sitting right there Isn't that right? Raise your hand if that's right God bless you. Go and be well now in the name of the Lord Jesus. What more should you have to have to believe? Lady, you're nervous, aren't you? Upset because you have a female trouble, a lady's trouble. It's a little ulcer on the female, the womb. That's going on your road, your heel. Jesus Christ makes you well. Have faith in God. Are you believing with all your heart? Amen. Oh, wonderful! Don't think I'm beside myself. I am not. Now, be reverent. I see someone. I believe it's this man sitting right here. He's praying about... he's got a boy he's praying for that had a cataract operation on the eye. God bless you, brother. Go on your road. You're healed also. So may the Lord Jesus be with you. Amen. Have faith. Don't doubt. Believe what God said is truth. That's all you have to do. You believe God will heal you of that rupture sitting right there? Huh? You believe he does? All right. Go on your road and rejoice. There gentleman there. Believe with all your heart. Go on and rejoice. Here's one sitting right here. Got a double rupture sitting right down here. You believe God's going to heal you that double rupture? Huh? If you believe it and can take faith and believe with all your heart, you can have it. How did you, sister? You have many things wrong with you. One of your great things you want me to pray for is for that stiffness, that arthritis that's bothering you. Isn't that right? You believe you have it now? You think your faith is sufficient? You want me to lay my hands on you, of course. I'm going to do that as you pass by. So come on. Father, let thy spirit come up on my sister. May this stiffening spirit that would cause her bones to run together. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. May she go and be made well. Amen. God bless you, lady. Have faith. Believe with all your heart. Weakness and nervous heart bothering you. You believe Jesus Christ will make you well? He has made you well. Turns right around you. Go on your road and be happy. For you are healed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come, lady. Do you believe with all your heart? You want to go eat your supper? Enjoy your food again? Now, will stomach trouble be gone from you? Well, go on and eat your supper. Just rejoice in the name of the Lord Jesus. Have faith. Hallelujah. Young lady, you're very young to have female trouble that you had. But do you believe that Jesus Christ is going to heal you of it? I'd like to talk to you. away from the microphones a minute, can I? Just a minute. Just something you couldn't say before the public. The young lady knows. Only God alone seen this happen. The young lady that was just up here and healed just then. Is that right? Raise your hand. Only God alone. Yes. What I told you there. Is that right? Just God alone. Where could have known it? Eh? Oh, you share if you believe it. If you have faith. Come, lady. My, it would be good to get over that old diabetes and be well again, wouldn't it? You believe you are going to be well? In the name of Jesus, God's Son, I ask for your healing. Go now. In Jesus Christ's name, and be made well. My brother, would you obey me as God's prophet? I If you will, it's your only hope of ever getting over arthritis. Just walk off the platform like he's a young man and say, I refuse to have it from this on. I've been standing in the presence of His Majesty, Jesus Christ. God bless you. Go on your path. Go up there now, walking. Hey. Go. God bless you. On my Jesus Praise the Lord. All right. Come. You believe? Amen.
1: Now,
3: just a moment. There's something dark hanging at the lady. Real dark, circling her. Oh God, be merciful. Oh, it's a cancer? Yeah. All right. Do you believe God can heal you of it now? He is the healer, isn't he? You believe with all your heart? When the angel of the Lord met me, he designated cancer would be healed. Come here. Almighty God, to this poor woman, knowing this condition exists in her body, I now ask, Lord, that my faith jar with hers and the great angel of God who met me that night and designated and said, not even cancer will stand if you'll be sincere, get the people to believe. Father, with all my heart, I believe that you will heal her, and I say to the devil, "Leave her in Jesus' name. Come out, come God bless you. go believing with all your heart now." You want to get over the high blood pressure, lady? Saying there, you've been. Heal for about 10 minutes. <laughs> Sitting there. Amen. I want you to do me a favor. Will you do it now? Your daughter's in the hospital. Sitting there next to her. That's right. Lay your hand over on him, will you? Father, grant the deliverance
1: of her. Through
3: Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Don't worry, brother. Don't be scared of heart trouble. Go on your road rejoicing in Jesus Christ, and Have faith in God. Believe with all your heart. Don't move now. If you go to moving around, we're going to have to close the service, sure. See? Because it upsets me. See? You got trouble in your side, sitting right there, that second person sitting in from the end there. Don't you, lady? You he was healed just then of it. Stand up and just, just say praise the Lord for your healing. God bless you. Spleen trouble. Come. Have faith, don't thou? Believe. If you believe, you can have what you ask for. How do you do, sir? I suppose we're strangers to each other, brother. You Christian believer? Yes, sir. I see you, are. You've got a request to ask me, sir. Yes. That's for a loved one, which is your father. He's got a stroke. He's had two strokes. Yes. And you yourself have diabetes. And You're what? You're a doctor. Hallelujah. (laughs)
1: That's That's right.
3: And in your practice, you pray for the sick. Absolutely. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, grant our brother his request. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you, brother. Have faith. Do you believe?
1: you believe in your eyes, honey? Do you believe Jesus is going to make you well? Sure he is.
3: I don't believe I can go much farther, friends. I'm just about... It just looks like it's just swirling away now. Uh, believe, will just now? Every one of you, have faith just now. Put your hands over one another. Let me make a committal prayer. Come here, Brother Woods or somebody. See, put your hands on each other. Get me some water or something. Put your hands on each other everywhere. Merciful God, as my strength is fleeting, Oh God, be merciful Father. With a prayer of faith, with all my heart, I can deliver every sick, diseased person body in here and ask that you, the Holy Ghost, will represent to them the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and heal them. Satan, you are defeated. You're no longer holding the people. You're exposed. In the name of Jesus Christ, come out of every person in here. That's Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.